two, two, one. Hashtag straight men at Professor underscore Neil. Hashtag verse TV two, two, one C. The reason straight men get so uncomfortable around queer men is because they fear that we will do the same things to them as they do to women. The comments on the original video that I stitched here are fascinating because there are dozens of straight men saying, actually, I have a reason to be uncomfortable around gay men because one time, one of them said something inappropriate. They touched me inappropriately. So now, I feel like I have a reason to be cautious around all of them all of the time because there was one bad experience. And it's like they ran face first into the point. And then they just kept on running. So that was an interesting topic right there. And at first, when, when I watched it and uh, he was like, it's like they ran into the topic and then just, or ran into the point and then just kept on running. The hetero people who were saying, you know, I don't like homo. I feel uncomfortable with homosexuals because one homosexual did something bad to me one time. And now I just take that out on homosexuals. And that I realized that connects to what the guy initially said that, yeah, you know, straight guys are uh, uncomfortable with homosexuals because they fear that homosexuals will do to them what they do to women. It's like, that's why women are, can be, have complications in uh, dating stuff. Anyway, what my personal connection to that is, the city paper in Washington, D.C., I remember, as far as people taking one group's, one aspect of a person and assigning that to everyone within that group. The woman, she said, and this was at the time during a DC's very awkward, complicated integration in the early 2000s. Um, and there was a lot of racial, there was a lot of racial segregation and strife. And uh, this woman who was white, she was she in the city paper she was like you know i you can't blame me for crossing to the other side of the street every time i see a black person approach me because one time a black person robbed me and that's all exactly the same thing you know it, it's that and i i take some complication with it because at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're picking whatever trait makes you uncomfortable about the person, and then you blame that and everyone connected with that trait. Do you have a right to do so? Eh. Uh, I'm not gonna say you don't have a right to do so. Let's say, let's acknowledge though that you could also be like, I was robbed by a person with 
beige eyes. I don't know. Or I was robbed by somebody with green hair. Or I was, instead of saying the homosexual thing, I was flirted with by, inappropriately flirted with by somebody with black nails. So now every time I see somebody with black nails, I'm going to run the other way as fast as I can. And it's like, okay, I get it. Hmm. But yeah, we do have that choice. And I, I think it comes down to the fact that humans, and honestly, this is what it comes down to, because Yes, we have a right to make that choice, but it's because I, I, I feel it's our limited brain power as to why we stereotype and group people. And I wish we had a better process, better processing power, and I personally, I believe that AI and will maybe one day, I believe that AI would be better. And I believe that one day we'll possibly learn to evolve as well with the AI. Because I get it, humans don't think about everything because as we study in psychology, humans don't have the brain processing power to form opinions on everybody they encounter. So they group people by stereotypes. <laughs> and I get that, you know, I just would like to wish there was a, a better way and we evolve and learn to all live together. And, um, Kevin, did you want to say a really quick 30? Um, just really quick. Um, I definitely remember in, well, it was 17. So really senior year of high school. And I had like, I got out early dismissal. So got out and was at home. So I got to the train station. Then I said I was gonna catch a cab. But the cab driver, because I was a young black boy, he said, no, nah, you gotta pay me first. I was like, uh, no, not. So, yeah, he was just saying, well, you're not going to pay me first, then you got to get another cab, and I said, fine. And eventually, came across, uh, uh, I guess, a black guy as a cab driver, and he said, yeah, come on. I'll take you where you're gonna go. 
And of course, obviously, Jay Allen paid him. It wasn't that I wasn't going to pay I just didn't like being stereotyped as a young black boy. Like, that was a nuisance. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, I almost want to say we're going to have that discussion after, but I, I will very quickly say, and maybe, maybe I'll go back to it, after the um, hashtag first TV family question, but that's why I love Uber. Exactly what you said is exactly why I love Uber. And I made sure to uh, put my photo on my Uber account so people know who they're about to pick up. But I think when that happened, I believe it was just before Uber. No, uh, of course. And I'd, if you remember, once we get to the end of the show, I would like us to double back to this, since we're not going to have a formal F topic, but I'd like us to double back to this. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Are you ready for part D? Yeah. Hi, Azagverse TV family. Yes or no question. After a negative interaction, is it reasonable for people to write off the entire group of people based on any characteristic of the perpetrator they choose. Hashtag fallacy education at Mr. Krim 3 hashtag verse TV 221D. I was speaking to a group of kids today, elementary age, and I was reading my affirmation book to them. The first part of my book talks about how we're all from Africa. And after I said that, a young black boy, he raised his hand and he said, man, Africa is poor, ain't it? And I immediately correct him. And we went to some of the parts of my book that actually talk about African people, specifically Mansa Musa. How was it that anti-Africanness is this generational things that even young children in this day and age can understand the same way we did growing up when our view of Africa was through the prism, through the lens of Feed My Starving Children commercials. This speaks to why those Florida black history standards that teach that African people benefited from slavery by learning skills is so dangerous. And here's why. Because if you take that child and put him in a black history course in Florida and teach him that African people who were enslaved benefited from it because they learned skills and juxtapose that to the belief that they already have that Africa has nothing to offer to the world he will then subconsciously learn and believe that he himself as a black young man or an African young man has nothing to offer the world and neither do people who look like him unless we are in a subservient position to whiteness. Because if we could so-called learn skills from white folks while enslaved, then what does it mean to be treated as a second-class citizen today outside of the shackles? That's a dangerous mindset to have, y'all. That's why we must teach our kids what they brought with them when they were forced to America. Yeah, 
and that's part of why I, I kind of think we, we might remember to uh, double back to uh, these uh, taxi cabs. But I will say, as far as that, my initial reaction is connected with my connection in that That was a new connection for me to the extent that I did not think about the fact that Florida having this law of not, well, putting in the school curriculum that slaves actually learned valuable skills for themselves, valuable personal skills for themselves, that's problematic because then when you couple that with the negative perception of Africa, that makes it seem like slavery was actually a benefit to them because it's like, well, they learned something that they wouldn't have known back home in the jungle. So it's it was worth it for them personally for them kind of like and I, i'm gonna trigger some of us with this but kind of like i i think it was i i i kind of remember who it is but but i, I don't want to mention her name but the woman who was like talking about hurricane katrina and she was like well honestly a lot of them getting those um, lean-to homes that were created for them, they're living better now than they were before. Anyway, but yeah, I realized that some people might not be aware of that issue with that being added to the curriculum. But I believe that some people are and some people are quite satisfied with that outcome. And when he mentioned in his age group, and I believe he is around our age group as well, at least a fellow 80s baby, he um, was like, yeah, you know, my growing up, our perception of Africa was just uh, starvation and absolute nothingness. And it was the same with me growing up with Sally Struthers and the jokes about all the bugs over the African children and all of that. And that's the kind of thing that made a guy who was in my singing group years ago saying, you know, and I'm not gonna lie, like slavery was awful for our ancestors, but I'm kind of glad for it because at least we're not over there. And it's like, that's what the perception is. That's the perception that people have. And really quickly, I'll say it also reminded me of that. Well, I'll just go into this as my one minute, right quick. The uh, debate, Twitter debate that I had with the dude 
in Egypt telling me that um, Egyptians are white. And it's like, he, I remember he said to me, he's like, you're just mad because black people have contributed nothing, nothing to the global society except how to twerk. And because I didn't really know my history very well, or much less back then, I didn't know how to counter that other than just being hurt. And I was like, well, what are you, that's not true. Anyway, my one sentence is, man, and I was just talking with an Uber driver about this this morning. I talked to Uber drivers a whole lot, y'all. Mansa Musa is the wealthiest person ever, ever from the region that is today known as Mali. Mansa Musa is the wealthiest person ever, but our very curated history doesn't tell us any of that because our history is curated to have us understand our understanding be the only thing that the only thing that black people have contributed to the global society is twerking it really hurt me when he said that and because i really didn't know how to respond at that time anyway uh, nowadays, I can be like, well, we can, uh, part of our contribution is the wealthiest man in history to this date, Mansa Musa, but okay, all right, anyway, but yeah. Uh, did you want to say anything? You, you don't have to. I was curious, um, when you were saying the wealthiest man in the world was in, did you say it was Mali? In the region that is today known as Mali, because right. we have to acknowledge that Africa was divided up with, anyway, but, but yes, in the region today known as Mali. And um, well, when was he alive? Oh, years ago, like like well before slavery. Um, right. Actually, his brother, um, his, either his brother or his nephew or, or somebody really close to him, actually explored America, explored the West before Columbus. But we, we don't hear about that either. Anyway. Oh, I know. Christopher Columbus was not the first person no. to come to well, well, at the time was referred to as the New World. Yeah. But that's how the story goes. Yeah. Anyway. Just gonna say, like, with him, with that person being the, I guess, 
The richest man in history. In history. Then what they could have done, or actually still could do, take whatever his uh, finances were at the time and, and like adjust that for infliction. Right, that's why he's still the wealthiest man in history. Now, sweetheart, honey, aw, you're saying that almost as if you think that that's not, that, that his wealth hasn't been raped from the land many years ago. So there's nothing, it, it, it's, it's gone. Anyway, but yes, so that, and uh, th 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 there's no more money. There's no more money, money. But um, the hashtag Verse TV family, yes or no question is, do you think we will be able to stop this Florida education lie before it pervades our entire country's education system? So not just Florida, but the entire country. And that just be the narrative going forward that, you know, the slaves actually learned some valuable shit. It's sad. Anyway. All right, so we'll go to E. And then if I slash we remember, we can uh, talk about Uber. All right. Hashtag Cerebral TV 221 at Head on Fire Pod at The Ancestral Plane at BMO the Prince. Hashtag Verse TV 221E. Okay, so I usually think that crying on social media is pretty performative. I'm just, I'm going to try to talk about this without doing that because uh, this is important. But I did just watch something uh, and I am feeling my feelings and I just needed to share with you. So in the wake of that... Uh, horribly racist song by Jason Aldean, uh, where he's glorifying the concept of sundown towns. Um, I think that it is really important to talk about the fact that a few hours ago, a country music artist signed to a major label, his name is Tyler Childers, a, a name I did not know until about 10 minutes ago, released a song called In Your Love. And I just watched the music video. And to keep it light, it is something like a cross between American Boy by Steve Grand meets that one episode of The Last of Us. Y you know the one? This is what allyship looks like. This, this is using your power and your privilege and your position and your career to take a stand, to use the microphone that's in your hand and the cameras that are already pointed at you and actually say something real something real like to put your skin in the game like to it's from his upcoming album resting in the rain which comes out in september and apparently i am now tyler childers biggest fan so uh, i'm going to be buying all of the merch or something to support this because uh you you need to go see this music video immediately um 
it will, I don't know about restore your faith in humanity, but it might just remind you that there are still a few good eggs out there. Um, I could have really used this when I was a kid, but I'm really glad it's there now. Thank you, Tyler Childers. I hope your pillow is always cool and your your coffee is always the perfect temperature. And I hope I hope that you know that you're doing good stuff. Thank you. Goodbye. Text Jill Scott delivered the most powerful moment at Essence Fest. Anybody see the propaganda? Anybody see how all niggas ain't shit and all bitches ain't shit? You see how love, real love doesn't exist? You see how everybody is some kind of bitch? Do you see it? Do you see? Do you see? It's a boss bitch or a fly bitch or a rich bitch or a pretty bitch or... I don't like you bitches, none of you bitches, fuck you. I happen to love my sisters. Are my sisters in the house tonight? good to see you because if we look on that damn TikTok or Instagram or whatever it's like we don't even exist but we out here ain't we are my brothers in the house yo they made it seem like you don't love your children and you don't love your woman and you don't love your life oh fuck them fuck them all fuck them fuck them Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. And somebody might be mad tonight. Old Jill said fuck em too many times. But I've always been me. Text autocorrect. We're. We're. Were. We're. Oh my god, were. We're. I'm typing were. We're makes more sense. No, it doesn't. Were. Weir. What the? Duck. Oh, were. Weir. You still coming over later. See? Weir, you still co- Oh. Ha. <laughs> Dude, were makes way more sense. No sh- No sh- ah! All right. So. Now we are at the closing. And. I will. I'll, I'll do where we can all be found. And I'm Aaron Mag. This has been week 221. And of hashtag Verse TV, you can find me, Aaron Mag, A R O N M C K, at B E R S T E A B dot com. And you can find it, Verse TV, all over social media. Hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B. And you can find, you're going to find, yeah, we're all over social media. You can find Kevin, a.k.a. CBC Basic Complexity, at hashtag, well, you can find, you can email Kevin, basiccomplexity at versetv.com. B-A-S-I-C-C-O-M-P-L-E-X-I-T-Y. Two words, you just push them together. I did the hand thing, Kevin. Anyway, but yeah, you know, 
two words you put them together. Basic Complexity at BurstTV.com. You can also find them on TikTok at my basic complexity and on Instagram at basic complexity. All right, hashtag first TV family. We will see you next week. But how much more time is this? Oh, an hour and nine minutes. Maybe we'll take the Uber talk offline unless you really want to talk about it right now. I mean, we can. Yeah. I was just going to say, as far as Uber, Unfortunately, um, there are certain things that are universal experiences. And I remember one time in college, on a rainy night, I was like, you know what? I don't want to walk all the way back to the dorm. I want to catch a cab. Because I was in uh, Adams Morgan. And I was like, you know what? I want to catch a cab back to uh, the dorm. And I forget what part of town Howard is in, but anyway, gets a cab back to the dorm. And I remember I would wave cabs down, like trying to be like New York City, sweet, fancy. And they would keep passing me by in the rain. Hi, please, please. Hi, somebody. And eventually a cab driver did finally picked me up and he, I, I, that's interesting. Like, I guess even back then, I was having conversations with cab drivers and he was like, I asked him, why did so many people just pass me by? Like, I, and because I was aware of the stereotype and cab drivers passing by like people but I didn't really realize it was a thing. And I asked him and he was like, I appreciate what he said. You know, he didn't just say, well, you know, they're passing you by because you know, you're black. But he made a really interesting point that sort of helped me uh, feel differently. But he was like, taxi drivers, when they drop somebody off, they make more money if they're dropping somebody off in an area where they can quickly pick somebody else up. And black neighborhoods, not so much just against black people just because they're black, but black neighborhoods are not going to have the quick pickup for somebody else to take somewhere because it, it'll be more residential. And I accept, realize and accept that as reality, particularly at that time in DC, because the 
less black, quote, black neighborhoods had much more um, stuff going on in them. The black neighborhoods were almost like a bedroom community. You know, you, you go there and if it's the, if it's not the projects, it's still just houses anyway. So there's no guarantee you would get somebody else on a pickup. Now, it just so happened I was going to Howard. So that was, anyway. It, um, I know, right? Like DC, DC, uh, man, it's, it's an interest. It, DC's gone through a lot. And um, at that time, Howard, you know, you want to know something interesting, Kevin? Right. I remember um, initially, I was looking at uh, going to Morehouse, right? And um, I ended up deciding on Howard. Great choice. The number one HBCU in the country now, thanks. And um, it's, it was, they were talking about how all of the HBCUs are in the middle of what's considered the ghetto. And I remember when I came to DC, I felt like it was kind of no exception at Howard. Now that's definitely not the case because all of DC is extremely expensive. And uh, Howard, I remember hearing, you know what, I'm not gonna share that. I'm not gonna share that. Basic complexity, did you wanna say something? Oh, and as far as Uber, that's why I'm glad Uber exists because even though I got along well with that taxi driver and he was a beautiful uh, Indian man, even though I got along well with that taxi driver and we had good conversation about why taxi drivers pass black people, it's like, that's why I like Uber, because when the person can decide if they're gonna wanna pick you up, they can pick you up. But if they, do, if they see your photo and they don't wanna pick you up, they don't have to. Oh, well, great. You know, but it, you're still in the system to get a ride. And that's why I, patronize, I think that's the word, Uber quite a bit. And now taxi drivers are like, oh my gosh, this Uber thing is making it so hard for us to make money. My granddad drove a taxi for a little while. So I'm not like anti-taxi driver. Nevertheless, I'm like, well, maybe if you all didn't, uh, pass by so many black people and just make that the thing that like even jokes on TV were like, uh -huh, 
taxi drivers and passing black people. That's funny. You know, maybe if there was a little more compassion for the individual outside of, oh, and this connects back to the topic B, C rather, talking about uh, writing off an entire group of people due to a negative interaction with one. And it's like, I get it. I get it. But, oh well, I, Uber's here. I'm happily uh, spending money with Uber. Sorry. Basic complexity. Did you want to say something? Um, I don't believe anything I can think of. Oh, you don't care about the Uber situation? Even though you're the reason that we're talking about the Uber thing? I'm sorry? The whole reason that I didn't just end the show right there was because you were like, I said, well, should we talk about the Uber thing? And you were like, yeah, let's talk about the Uber thing. So I talked about the Uber thing. Okay. Um, is, as far as the Uber thing, at least the way I see it, um, definitely worn up when Uber started to become popular, um, made a, made a difference. So wouldn't it that deal with all the shared drivers? Because some of them are not best. Yeah, you know, and I get it. You have a bad experience with one or some, like I even had a taxi driver that I had to use because I thought I lost my phone up here. And he was a black guy. And uh, he was like, yeah, but you know, we don't like picking up black people because sometimes they'll rob us. And it's like, I get it, that sucks. It does, you know? At the end of the day though, that's why I'm like, I'm an Uber person. I don't have to worry about the person worrying about that. Anyway, basic complexity, um, yeah. I will talk to you later, hashtag Verse TV family. Peace, hashtag VerseTV.com. Stay blessed. All right. Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Well, hashtag Verse TV family. Two, two, one.